one of the most challenging questions that we face in Christianity and in the world in general is about bad things that happen. Why do bad things happen to people? What is the source of that? If God is who he says he is, why would he allow that? In other words, if God knows everything and he's all loving and he's all powerful, then why is there pain and suffering in the world? This is a question that many people have struggled with and continue to struggle with. We are looking at the book of James James is the half-brother of Jesus. We had an introduction to this book in our last podcast. We just looked at one verse, James chapter 1, verse 1. And today we're just going to look at one verse again, James chapter 1, verse 2, which says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Isn't that an amazing statement? Uh, I think the NIV version is consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. How in the world can we consider it as good or fun or okay or much less joy when we face hard times in our lives? And why would God even allow us to face hard times? If he truly loves us, why not just Uh, prevent us from ever experiencing these hard times. Let's approach this question from several different angles before we even get to the actual language that is contained within verse 2 of James chapter 1. If God wanted to make everything automatic, if he wanted to have a creation where by design everyone loved God perfectly and fully and there were no deviations, then certainly that's within God's power to accomplish that. The The primary foundation for everything to do with God is love. And to have love, you have to have two people, two entities, and they have to have the freedom to love or reject for there to be real love. If it's just an automation, then it's not love. It's, it's just that. It's an automation. And so God created us. He created you and me and all people with what we call free will, the ability to choose. Are we going to go right or are we going to go left? Why, why do we choose those different things? Well, We have the freedom to choose, but as I heard one of my friends say, you do have the right to make a choice about which path you take, but you don't get to choose the consequences. If you choose path A, then the consequences that go with path A are going to be yours, regardless of what your intent was. That's sort of the first uh, Ravi Zacharias, God rest his soul, would say that's the first panel of his answer. So I guess that's the first panel of my answer is that that to have true love, we had to have free will, and God gave us free will. And because of our free will, sin entered the world through Adam and Eve, and all of us uh, as the descendants of Adam and Eve have a sin nature. And that sin nature introduced 
difficulties into this world. And because of that, we all, every single person who lives now or who has ever lived, faces difficulties. It's certainly there are times when it seems like one person or one group of persons may face more difficulties, and that certainly has been true and will likely be true again. But everybody faces challenges, and that's a part of our free will. That's a part of us not being a machine, an, auto, an automaton that just does exactly what God says. And so I, th- I thank God for his creation. I don't question him. I'm not evaluating his performance. I'm just sharing with you what I understand. The second component of this is maybe a little deeper, but I think that it's it's clear. And I want to start off with a quote from a great gospel singer named Wintley Phipps, who said something If this is not exact, it's close. He said, It is in the quiet crucible of your personal pain and sufferings that man's noblest dreams are born and God's greatest gifts are given. And and what I understand is that um, when we face difficulties, those are the times when we learn the most and we grow the most. Those are the times when the greatest changes occur in our life. And when when we're looking to God in the middle of those challenges, then those changes are good changes. They're changes where we're changed from who we are into who God is calling us to be. We're saved in one moment, but the rest of our life is a process where we're being molded and shaped by life's circumstances that we all encounter. Let's say it a different way. Which one of these events would make you stronger? Laying in an easy chair in the sun on a nice, breezy, balmy day, or when you're going through a storm and you're having to negotiate and and push and fight your way through at the end of which one of those days are you going to be stronger uh, both physically mentally and emotionally Uh, obviously when we come through the storm and so James says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds now we're going to look next time lord willing at the the deeper uh, more specific things that the scripture provides here but let's just deal with the surface. First off, he's certainly not saying it is fun or enjoyable to go through these times. He's saying count it all joy when you go through these things. And so to count it all joy means to to recognize ahead of time that, yes, this is not going to be fun. This is not going to be something that I would have picked out for myself, but I know based upon what God has said that he works all things together for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose, uh, that, that they would be, that we would be conformed 
molded to the image of Jesus Christ because that's his goal in my life and in your life. For all who are in Christ, God's goal for us is Christ-likeness. And so we can count it or consider it joy because we know that God is working those things together for good. The other thing is that we need to consider about God's allowing things to happen. People always say, well, God uh, is all-knowing and he's all-powerful and he loves you. Why would he ever allow these things to happen? Well, we can't just go with those three parts of God's nature, so to speak. Uh, He also, in addition to being all-knowing, he knows the future from the end. He knows what's around the next curve. He, He knows what is needed in us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And he's not the God of right now, but he's the God of eternal uh of eternity and infinity. So God is not working purely on a right now kind of basis. In fact, he doesn't work on that basis at all. He's looking at the long term. And so often when we're in the middle of a challenge, we can't see how that challenge can possibly work out for good. But if we will hang in there, and count it joy and look to the Lord and rest in him and put our trust in him with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding, then he will direct our paths. And from that difficulty, he will bring about a great result. He will accomplish things that that aren't great in the way the world looks at them most of the time, but God's economy and the world's economy are two entirely different things. God is not uh, looking at things that that are seen as much as things that are unseen. He's molding and shaping our hearts, not our outward appearance. Uh, Outward appearance counts for nothing in God's economy, but our heart, the shape of our heart, meaning meaning the content of our our heart uh, spiritually is everything. And so God is working on that. He's You know, it's like Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And he tells us that in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome this world. He said, don't don't look at what's seen. Look at what's unseen. Recognize that God is at work in you. So we truly can say that we consider it or count it all joy when we face trials, challenges, storms, heartaches of all kind, because God is at work in us to accomplish things that we can't yet see. And we may not yet see those or be able to see those at all during our lifetime. But either God is God and we trust him, or we, we reject him completely. You can't just pick and choose. And I've found over and over that we can completely trust God. We can rest in who he is and what he's doing and what he will do. I've been through many things, most of which caused by my own poor choices. But I would never have anticipated the results that God brought about. And I wouldn't go back and undo one single thing of it. 
because God has worked it together for good. Now, should I have made better choices at the time? Absolutely. Would, would I have suffered some of those consequences that I suffered? No, I would not have. But I also would not be where I am today, and God would not be at work in me as he is today. So God worked all those things together for good, and I can count it all joy, my brothers, for the trials I have met of many different kinds. So this, this is just an overview of that verse, and next time we're going to come back, Lord willing, and go through the broader, the broader scope of what James is saying to us here. So, Lord, help us to hear, receive, and be transformed by this beautiful lesson of God at work in our lives. We pray in the precious and the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.